listening to a, a man uh, just yesterday, and he was talking, I, mean, I know him, I mean, I know about him, all right, that he was a coach of, of, a, of a team, and he was saying that, he, so he went to speak valedictory service, all right, for some students. He said, I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. He said, I was born with it, privileged. He said, but let me tell you about this silver spoon. My parents had seven children who were all inside one room with them. But I was born with a silver spoon. The kitchen and the dining, everything was together. Said, but my parents told me four things. The silver spoon was what they taught me. Not the resources that they had. And the fourth thing, his father said, wherever you are, whatever you are doing, make sure you are the one who solves the problems in that place. Now, when you are a problem solver, when you are somebody who, who solves problems, when you are somebody who uses your mind there, all right, you come first, uh, the, things are going wrong inside the place, light has gone off, there is no power and all of that, everybody is irritable and all of that, the, the, the head is, is carrying all this weight, he sees this person, he's still walking there, all right, without the conditions being right, he's hot, but he's still doing his work with a joyful spirit, with a great attitude, and saying, sir, as though all those things are not there and everything. When is time for promotion? Half of the business there is coming through this person's network. When is time for promotion? Who is he going to promote? It's logical. All right? Because of the way in which his nature. So all this one that prayer point, God, let them promote me, let them promote me. You get to the place late. You don't solve any problem. Your desire for money is what is making you say, God, promote. That is witchcraft. Are you following what I'm saying here? That is witchcraft. Which means manipulate the minds of these people. So that they are confused. And when they are confused, they will just promote me. Because they're not contributing to the pot. Jacob, they said, as long if you leave this business, in other words, the person walks out and the leader knows that capital has gone. So this house here is you. And God says, I now want to come and dwell on the inside of you and live with you here. And so anytime there is an issue, and I'm going to be here, you know, I, it told you, I, I bought you with a price. You don't belong to yourself. You are denying me, this is my house. You are a tenant. Paul said, it's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. He said, you have to surrender to be here. And say, now this is your house. Now, that business, I'm going to come there. And I'm going to start teaching you, we're going to see this, how to run that business. Now, if that business cannot work, I will show you the one that can work. I will show you the decisions you're supposed to make. I'm going to show this here. I will do all of these things here. So God comes in and he says, the first thing is, whose house are you if you hold fast your confidence? Put that up, Hebrews 3 here. I think it's verse 7. Your confidence and rejoicing of hope firm unto the end. And then it goes on and says, the second thing is wherefore. No, go back. We have not read the scripture. Wherefore, the Holy Ghost said today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the day of provocation, next verse now, as in the day of temptation, which means, then first thing I'm going to do is that I am going to first of all come to you and I'm going to show you the hope 
of my calling upon your life. That's the first thing God says. I want to come now. So I'm going to change the vision. Because I'm taking over this space. And I've come to realize. Alright, when I was praying, God told me, say, listen. He said, when I live inside a place and I, and I reveal something to somebody about what I want to do. I keep people alive, not because they, he said, you don't even have to know that you are healed by the stripes of Jesus and you're confessing it for you to be in a place of permanent health. You don't even have to be confessing necessarily that God will preserve you for you. Let me tell you this. If God shows you that in 30 years time, you have an assignment to do in a particular place to do this, he will keep you alive for those 30 years. He will. How do I know? What did that prophet say when Jesus was born? He held up Jesus and said, now I can depart in peace for my eyes. For God revealed that you will not go back until you dedicate Jesus. So nothing could happen because that's what God revealed to him. They're going to be at the dedication of Jesus. He said now, so if God says you're going to do this and you are, you are on course for that, then he keeps you. So it goes very deep. So the first thing he says is, I'm going to reveal the hope. Of your calling. Now, in that business that you are doing here, no problem. Now, but I want to reveal to you what I want to do inside that business. The hope of my call upon your life. And let me tell you this. This is the first problem you are going to have when God shows up. God does not do small things. Let me say again, God does not do small things. God is not humble like you might be saying humble. He doesn't do small things. There is nothing that God does that there is shortage. Where we find shortage on the earth is what man is doing. Here, has anybody said, don't breathe too much, don't breathe too much. God puts it in abundance. Water in the ocean is in abundance. He said, consider the lilies, how they grow. He says, Solomon in all of his glory is not arrayed. These lilies that will come today and tomorrow, they are gone. Which means I am lavish. It's like you, listen, it's like you taking a child that you know this child will outgrow these shoes, all right? And then you go and buy a $500 shoe for a child that you know will be out, will outgrow this size in two months. God says, that's how I do my things. Get comfortable with me. There is no shortage. What is going on is that your shortage mentality is making you judge things. I think abundance, all right? There's no way. It doesn't do small things. He says, though thy beginning was small, yes, but your latter end with greatly increase. When he came to man in the beginning, he said to man, be fruitful. He said what? Multiply. He said replenish. Have replenish the earth. He didn't say replenish your village. He said replenish the earth. Listen, that's what God is saying. Have dominion over all things. When he came, he said, first of all, Jerusalem. He didn't say we stop there. Judah, unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Take over your local government to learn how to take over your city, to learn how to take over your nation, to learn how to take over the world. But the problem is that is his first entrance into your life. You are not agreeing. You are not. You don't want to take that dream. Now, I'll tell you two stories I didn't tell here. And that's why you have to be praying. God opened my eyes that I might see. The hope of my eyes, that I might come to know the hope of your, of your calling upon me. Which means, what is the dream? Everything starts with the dream. The dream has to change. The vision has to change. Alright? God once says, well, we're just baking. He wants to change that. 
He wants you to think global. He, I'm telling you, this is what God, he came to Abraham, Abraham said, I just want a child. He said, a father of many nations have I made thee. He comes to change, he says, look, I don't do small things. You know, there was someone that came to meet me, he said, I went to meet this man and told him that, and it's the truth. He said, you know, we have this business I wanted to do, can you help us? And it will cost one, it's about the profit is 100 million. He said, I don't do 100 million naira business again. It's a waste of my time. You say 100 million? What kind of man is he? 100 million? He said, no. He said, because we found out to make 5 billion and to make 100 million is the same effort. He said, so why should I be wasting my time on 100 million? Go and do it. So God wants to expand, but we don't want it. Now, we are saying all these things, El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Shaddai. But when God comes with tangible vision, that listen, it comes to even suggest to you, I think in the next one year, you should stop renting, build your house. With dollar, at, with dollar at, at uh, you start for it. You know how much cement is now. You don't even allow him to come in. But when it's time to sing, oh Lord, you know. Let me tell you this. I mean, Kenneth Hagin, great Kenneth Hagin, He said he prayed Ephesians 1:16 for six months. He said one day. He was pastoring for 12 years. Even though he was pastoring for 12 years, he said, when he started praying into his eyes, he said one day it looked like a coin dropped into his heart. And inside the room, he just started. That's how he moved out of pastoring. Now, so you can be around where that call is. But until you open your eyes, you won't really see the stuff. All right, the real thing that you're supposed to do. He said, he just started teaching in a small place. Next thing, the thing started growing. Because what happened was that there were no teaching ministries at that time. Anybody that was called, you go into pastor. So you are determining your future by what you can see. But God says, what no man eyes are seen beside me. So he wants to reveal things. And I started doing that. Next thing, it became global everywhere. Oral Roberts was also pastoring, 100. He said, when God came to him and showed him, you have a healing ministry. He said God told him, go. He said he told God. When God showed him, he told God that I will do this. Hear what he said. I will do this healing ministry if you do this. This is the largest hall in this place that sits a thousand people. I will not print a post. I will just tell people that I'm doing a healing meeting there if you feel it. He was inside his church struggling to get it beyond hundred. He said when he was going for the healing meeting, he saw people outside. What God really called him into was to be healing. But that calling, that's why I said, if, if, if your eyes are not opened, you'll be seeing men as trees. In other words, you'll be around what you should do, but you won't get to what you're supposed to do. And when he opens your eyes to see it, that look, it is, it is, look, somebody in this church, I went to preach in Abuja. I mean, I don't know. I mean, somebody showed me, I'm doing Babek, that when he's worshiping God, he's almost like crying because his family had given up that don't they? Somebody was telling him, was a minister, he told me, he said, he said, he took him to, when they start, in fact, there are two of them. One told me that, he said, he said, he said, he told me, he told, he said, tell people if they ever say you are not anointed, tell them to come and tell them about me, pastor. Tell them about me. He said, I came into this city three years ago 
And the first job I did was to be washing cars. And that's, I was just walking on the road. And so his turnover in his real estate business at the end of during COVID was 26 billion. That's God. Now, here's what happens to people. God comes and says, build your house. You say, God, leave that. Now, you know how it is? But you are praying. And your problem is that because you are praying in tongues, we don't know whether you are in unbelief. Because you are praying in English, you will know. The Lord, do this for me. Expand this to... When you are saying it, your heart will scratch you. That chief, what are, But you see, when it's just tongues, you're just like, you're so you look spiritual. Take it, take it, take it. But when God now comes in answer to the prayer, you know, many years ago, I saw something in the Bible. I showed you. Angel came to Mary. The same angel, Gabriel, came to Zechariah around the same time. Mary responded the same way Zechariah responded because they were afraid. The angel said, fear not. What the angel brought was essentially the same message. You're going to have a son. You're going to have a son. The son will do this. The son will do that. Both of them reacted the same way. How can these things be? Mary said, sin, I know no man. Um, Zechariah said, how can these things be? Sin, I'm well stricken in years. I said, God, what's going on? And then he judged Zechariah. And said, you'll be dumb. You, this man of unbelief, asking me how it will be. You will be dumb and not speak. And when you got to Mary, you became a teacher. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of God shall overshadow thee. I said, God, what's going on here? Same angel, same response, same thing. Why are you judging this man and teaching this person? And you say you are not. He said, read it. Keep your eyes on the scripture until the revelation comes. I put it. Then I saw it. When angel came to Mary, he said, thou art highly favored. When he came to Zechariah, your prayers have been answered. Why were you praying when you knew you were well stricken yet? So some of you are praying. When God now shows up with the vision, you move back. He comes to meet you and says, all of your children, you are watching a program, should go to that school. You go on the internet, how much? $121, $1,000 per annum. Four. Tuition only. Accommodation. 56000 <coughs> You say, God, this is not Naira. This is dollars. <laughs> but when it's time to sing, you are a big, big, big up God. You are shaking like this. Now receive the size of vision. Take my seed into you. You are saying you are not agreeing. It starts with a dream. May you not have a small dream. Do you get what I'm saying? It starts with the dream. Go to God in prayer. What's the dream for this thing I'm doing? Show me what's the dream. What is the dream about this family? What's the dream about? Show me the dream. And then let him open your eyes. To tell you that, look, I want to prove a point with you around all the nations of the earth. Over the nations of the earth. It starts with that dream. You think God, you know, you know, we just read it. That's why we don't really believe what we're reading. Because it said you shall lend to nations. You just feel when you read it, you say, I will lend to nations. But what you are thinking is I will lend to my friend. What nation? 
the North, that's in American Civil War, the North defeated the South when they were fighting over slave trade. Only for one reason. All right? Because the Rothschild family backed the North with their finances. Britain borrowed money from the family to do things. Britain borrowed money from one family. He comes to meet you and says you will learn to nation. He says a small one will be as a thousand. You say, what are you saying? A large one will be as a nation. You say, God, what are you saying? God, look, all I'm asking for is visa. That's all. Don't trouble me. Visa. I don't need to learn to nation. Just visa. Six, six steps to get the visa. That is all. God says, I don't do this. I'm about that massive. So the first thing he wants to do is to plant that massive vision inside your heart. And you must be open. That's the first step here. And then he tells you that, that's my thought. Then after I planted this vision, start rejoicing in the fulfillment. Then trouble will break out. Because you don't know how to get to that vision. Then when you get into that trouble, and provocation, all kinds of things are going on. He says, then I will teach you my ways. Read what he said in Hebrews. Then I will tell you how I get things done. Then you will see that when I told you that this thing will cost, all right, it will cost $100 million. I will tell you how they get that kind of, I will show you and teach you my statutes. Because anytime we run into, into difficulty, we want to blame people on the outside. But the real thing is, a, is that God wants to use it to teach you. I, I know you are faith people. You may not agree with this one. You say, no, 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 no. I'm just resisting the devil. But before you resist the devil, you humble yourself before God. Because God resists the proud. Now, many people, it's God resisting them. Not because if you humble yourself, all right? It, it, it was, let me just quote the scripture. I go, it, it was David. He said it this way. Psalm 119, verse 71. He said it this way, and that's what I'm going to see here. You get to that thing. He said, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may do what? Learn thy statutes. In other words, when the affliction comes, you know that there's, 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 there's something inside my heart that, that I don't know. There, there's something I don't know. And God, and that's what God was telling, 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 and that's what God is saying. He said, I'm coming to this house. Oh, there's a problem inside the marriage. He says, my, 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 you know, is this person, is that person? And God, God says, no, 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 no. Hold it, hold it, hold it. There's something inside you I want to correct. I, I want to take you into a deeper level of wisdom. Not that you are consciously doing something wrong, but there are things you don't know about human nature, about human behavior, about interacting with people. You are walking in a place. God says, one day, you are going to own your business. I want you to understand what it is. What it is there. So, to manage people. So, I brought you into this place to correct something on the inside of you. Joseph, the reason why I allowed you to fall is because you, you, are, you are naive. When Potiphar's wife greeted you with a wink, you thought she was like you. That she was innocent. But now that you have ended up in jail, next time anybody moves, you will shine your eye. Alright? That's why some people behave in certain ways. That's why some people, look, look, some people hired somebody. They might hear. So I warned them 
in this church, they hired me, and I warned them that this person is going to give you a problem. They hired me. I said, no. So I left them. I, I went to my, The person was defending the person. When the person is causing trouble, they come and report. I said, this person, this is what this person is going to do. They defended them. So when the person turned against that person and showed them what we were saying for one year, so he came to meet me to fire. I said, no, I'm behind this person now. I'm backing him. You must learn this lesson well. When we were telling you one year ago that this character we are seeing, this is what will play out, you said, no, you must manage this person. We are start managing. It's not living. Manage this person. Because I realized God wanted to teach that person management. When you manage, next time you see somebody, just as they enter, you will know whether that person can work properly. I should just see the person. Once the person just comes, I say, no, 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 we're not doing it. We're not doing it. You say, why? Ah! Residual knowledge. We are not doing. You have woken up. Because at that level, you lost 200,000. The level where he's taking you to, if you make that mistake, your life ends there. You don't know you can get promoted and end up in jail because you didn't manage at that higher level properly. You don't know. You don't know that, listen, a mistake at a higher level can put, and, and you say you are, you, it was out of good intention. Good intention? So all these things that God is saying, that's why when Paul said, let this thing depart, God told him, the problem is not the demon. The reason why that demon is around you is because there is exaltation. Because of the abundance of revelation, pride has entered into you. So God says, let me correct that. That's what Paul came to realize. That any crisis around, yes, you can blame it and all of that, but there is something in your soul God wants to correct that you may not even be aware is in your soul. A seed is covered by a hard shell that protects the seed. You get this? You drop it into the ground. That hard shell must give way for life to come out. So you have to deal with people who at one time look like your protection, but now have become your hindrance. You understand what I'm saying? So somebody comes inside, you're in a business, there, business. this person slaved with you in the business at the beginning, but now the business has outgrown the skill level of the person. What do you do? You move the person, chief operation officer, he becomes chief downsizing officer. You move to this place, you move round, round, round. Tech people have come. The person doesn't even know the difference between laptop and, but what do you do? So the only thing is you have to settle the person and say, and you also, if you are in that space, hear this. You cannot use emotions of the past to maintain yourself into the future. There was somebody that was by me. I could not believe what she said. She said, Pastor, I'm going to do international relations and this master's. I said, why are you doing it? She said, well, I did Yoruba. She said, this ministry is growing. I have to improve myself because you might need somebody like this around you. Do you understand what I'm saying? While somebody else says, ah, I'm mean, not the one that did Amala for him when he was. Don't mind him. Don't mind him. Don't mind him. In fact, don't mind him. When he didn't have anything to eat. Then he didn't. Then he didn't. So you now have to deal with that. 
That's why God takes you through things. So that when you see something from afar, before it becomes an issue at all, you have, re- do you understand what I'm saying? Because he looks at it. Well, he broke up with me, broke up with me, broke up with me. He hurt me, hurt me. What you should ask yourself is, how come you didn't know this guy is like this? You lack recognition skills. And what God wants to do through you, yes, you got hurt, but there is no growth without pain. Anybody who is teaching wisdom is talking from a place of pain. Where they, that's where wisdom is coming from. Are you following me? That's where wisdom is coming from. So all this suffering you are going through is to grow in wisdom. If you keep blaming people and blaming people, you just find out that you have how many go. And God now looks at you and says, you have not expanded. No capacity. Alright? No capacity. Alright, so everybody's quiet. That means we've made points. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word and by the power of your spirit. As you cause this truth to be established in our consciousness, expand within our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818 600 0082. God bless you.